0: Welcome to Crazy Crimes with Kara. I'm your host, Kara, and we'll be diving into a world of people who have their own brand of crazy. Serial killers, regular murderers, disappearances, unsolved mysteries, and maybe even some odd sightings of make-believe creatures. Or are they? Buckle up, Buttercup. It's about to be one hell of a ride. I'm adding a disclaimer to this podcast due to the fact that people don't seem to understand that this is a true crime comedy podcast. So, if that is not your cup of tea, please do not listen. I'm still going to continue to make and perform on this podcast the way that I want to make and perform on this podcast. Yes, it's informative. Yes, I will go through the details of crimes. Yes, I will poke fun at whatever I feel the need to poke fun at. If it isn't for you, don't listen. So, it's Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas, you filthy animals. I figured we'd do something a little more on a light note compared to what we usually do. And, yeah, a lot of the things, I make them a lot lighter than what they are. But we're going to do crimes across The nation that are funny. The actual criminals or the crime itself is really funny. We're going to start with one that happened in Lima, Ohio. So in early 2016, Donald, also known as Chip Pugh, was suspected of arson and vandalism. So a warrant was sent out for his arrest. Makes sense, right? Okay. So to help track down Donald, the police of Lima, Ohio, shared his mugshot on their Facebook page. Donald clearly didn't think the photo captured was his best, so he texted a more flattering selfie to the police department saying, here's a better photo, that one is terrible. Still obviously wanting to repair his reputation, Donald then called into a local radio station to justify his actions. He said, and I quote, man, they just did me wrong. They put a picture out that made me look like I was a Thundercat or James Brown on the run. I can't do that. Police were delighted with Donald's help and later arrested him in Florida. Can you imagine somebody saying that you look like fucking James Brown or a Thundercat? How do you go from a Thundercat to James Brown? How is that possible? I mean... One's Harry, that's for damn sure. Oh my gosh! So, the next one's actually not United States, it's Poland. So, Christian Bala was a Polish author and he wrote a crime novel in 2003 that became a bestseller and totally gripped Poland. Uh, it received tons and tons of publicity, but the police in Poland were like, damn, this is real familiar. Real familiar. This murder is something for the books. So the description was very similar to what they knew about an unsolved case on their books. It was the torture and murder of, I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this name, Daruz Januski. Uh, Police decided to dig into that murder a little bit deeper and discovered that not only had Christian known the victim... He was the last person to have seen him alive, and it actually sold that man a cell phone. So he was charged and received 25 years in prison. So if you commit a murder and you don't get caught, don't write a book about it. So the next one's actually not United States. It's Poland. So Christian Bala was a Polish author, and he wrote a Crime novel in 2003 that became a bestseller and totally gripped Poland. Uh, It received tons and tons of publicity, but the police in Poland were like, damn, this is real familiar. Real familiar. This murder is something for the books. So the description was very similar to what they knew about an unsolved case on their books. It was the torture and murder of, I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this name, Januski, uh, police decided to dig into that murder a little bit deeper and discovered that not only had Christian known the victim, he was the last person to have seen him alive and it actually sold that man a cell phone. So he was charged and received 25 years in prison. So if you commit a murder and you don't get caught, don't write a book about it. Now we have a Florida woman. <laughs> uh, and the literal news headlines say, Cops, woman 50, batter boyfriend 32, because six came before nine. A Florida woman is jailed on a battery wrap for allegedly striking her boyfriend after he finished first and stopped pleasuring her during a mutual oral sex session late last night. This was uh, December 28th, to 2012, by the way. In the victim's home, uh, this woman was booked into Manatee County, Florida, lockup on a misdemeanor charge stemming from the 11 p.m. encounter. Deputies were summoned to her home by a witness who heard the couple arguing and saw the woman on top of the man punching and scratching him. She also allegedly struck him with a stick and threatened to hit him with a wrench before the tool was taken out of her hand by the witness. You can't make this shit up. That title is amazing, though, because six came before nine. (laughs) It's amazing. Then we have a lovely floor man. Florida cops have to tase a naked burglar who pooped and masturbated When the homeowner pulled a gun. Can you imagine though like. Somebody enters your house. Trying to steal from you. (laughs) So you pull out your pistol. And this person gets butt ass naked. Shits on your floor and starts beating their dick. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Why? Why did you do that? Why? Okay, so our final crime that we're really going to talk about is one that cracks me up. This happened when I was a kid, and I didn't really understand um, what was going on. But it's not funny in one way, uh, but it is in the other. So let me just get into it. So we have... John Wayne, which blows my mind, Bobbitt and Lorena Bobbitt. So if you know what I'm talking about, then you know why I think it's humorous. So these couple, this couple got married on June 18th, 1989. Their relationship made headlines in 1993 when basically this douchebag was a serious abuser. But it's all alleged because she never pressed any charges. Um, So Lorena says that he raped her, he beat her, and he sodomized her. So there was a lot going on in that whole ordeal. Um, And then she did try to press charges on him. He was acquitted on a rape charge. Um, So we'll get into the actual incident this happened in Manassas, Virginia, and I mean it made huge headlines. June twenty third, nineteen ninety three. Lorena said that after coming home that evening, her husband raped her, and after he went to sleep, she got out of bed, went to the kitchen for a drink of water, and then she grabbed an eight inch carving knife that was sitting on the kitchen counter. She returned to their bedroom, pulled back the bed sheets, and cut off his penis. Now, that's what blew my mind. She just chopped his dick off. I mean, good on her. Funny. For me, you know, almost 30 years later. But she cut his dick off. Great story for Christmas. Just chopped off penis. Um, so she left the apartment. With his penis in hand, she drove away in her car. After a while driving and struggling to steer with one hand, she threw it out a window and into a field. So he's laying there, bleeding, ain't got a dick. (laughs) And she just pitches it out and is like, "Mm, we'll leave it for the wildlife. Fuck him. He won't ever be able to use this for pleasure or for pain ever again. Like this bitch... (laughs) is my hero. <laughs> because even to this day, if somebody that has a penis pisses me off, I will tell people that I'm getting ready to pull a Lorraine Bobbitt. Um, but nobody seems to know that this case exists anymore. So here we are discussing it on this lovely Christmas day. Um, so she eventually stops after she gets rid of it calls 911, tells them what happened and where they could find his penis. (laughs) So John finally got his penis back after they had an exhaustive search. It had to be washed with uh, antiseptic and packed in, you know, ice. And they managed to reattach it. But the operation took nine and a half hours. Um... And according to him, after a couple years, his penis is is back to normal. And that's fine. Um, but, you know. She was arrested. And she told the police, he always has orgasms and he doesn't wait for me to ever have an orgasm. He's selfish. So, the conversation with Detective Peter Wentz was tape recorded and the transcripts were led Read later in the trial. Um, During the trial, the couple revealed details of their volatile relationship and the events that led to the assault. And Lorena had stated that John sexually, physically, and emotionally abused her during their marriage. She said that he flaunted his infidelities and forced her to have an abortion. Her defense attorneys maintained that his constant abuse eventually caused her to snap. Because she was suffering from clinical depression and a possible bout of PTSD due to the abuse. John denied all the allegations of abuse. However, when he was cross-examined, his statements often conflicted with known facts, severely weakening the prosecution's case. Lorena testified that John had raped and physically battered her on multiple occasions prior to the evening of his penis being severed. That lacked financial stability. And he stole her earrings and spent the proceeds on whatever he felt necessary. Both prosecution and defense sides conceded that he had demonstrated a history of abuse towards her and that this abuse created a context for the assault. Expert witnesses for both the prosecution and the defense testified that he had mentally and physically battered her and that the abuse was escalating. And by 1993, she lived in a constant state of fear. The defense strategy emphasized her action as being a mix of self-defense and temporary insanity constituting an irresistible impulse due to the history and pattern of abuse and rape. So one expert testified that Lorena believed and she was immobilized by John's threats of I will find you whether we're divorced or separated and wherever I find you, I'll have sex with you whenever I want to. John was later acquitted of rape. He had multiple versions of what had happened that evening in question, relating at various times to the police to the court that they had not had sex, that Lorena had tried to initiate sex, but he had been too tired, that they had had sex, but he had slept through it, and that the sex had been consensual. How do you sleep through sex? Just out of curiosity, I mean, I don't think that's possible. I'm just saying. Um, so, So, after seven hours of deliberation, the jury found Lorena not guilty due to insanity causing an irresistible impulse to sexually wound John. As a result, she could not be held liable for her actions. So, under state law, the judge ordered her to undergo a 45-day evaluation period at a state hospital, and after which she would be released. So, in 1995, after, you know, two more years, John and Lorena finally divorced. We're going to talk about the now, or aftermath, I should say, for Lorena. So, after the trial, and she underwent all of her psychiatric evaluation, she tried to keep a low profile. She went back to the use of her maiden name, and then in 1996, she made a visit to where she's from, which is apparently Ecuador. Um, she met the with the president there, had an official dinner, and then... Later, the two would baptize a child as a godmother and godfather. Um, The president was criticized for inviting Lorena to dinner. Honestly, I say, fuck yeah, this president's awesome. Like, you should be patting her on the back. Just saying. Uh, In December of 1997, she made news when she was charged with assault for punching her mother as they watched television. She was acquitted of the assault, and her mother continued to live with her. And then in 2007, she was working at a beauty salon in D.C. And the same year that was founded, Lorena's Red Wagon Organization, which helps prevent domestic violence through family-oriented activities. And then June 2008, she appeared on CBS News, the early show, where she talked about her life since the incident. And then in that interview, she said that She was in a long-term relationship, and that they had a -a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. So, she was doing pretty good. And then, uh, Lorena told Oprah Winfrey in April of 2009 that she had no interest of talking to John. They appeared together on the show The Insider in May of 2009, and it was their first meeting since they got divorced in 1996. So, 13 years. On the show, he apologized to her for the way that he treated her during their marriage. And Lorena claimed that he still loved her because he continued to send her Valentine's Day cards and flowers. So, this man's fucking nuts. He's just nuts. And it, I mean, he got a good bit of financial stability. From this incident. Um, yeah. That, which boggles my mind. So she cut off his dick. He had it reattached. He was able to do quite a bit. Let's get into what he did. Just because it kind of blows my mind. Um, so he was able to generate money. Um, and he formed a band. Called the Severed Parts. To pay his mounting medical and legal bills. Though the band wasn't successful and didn't generate enough money. So, you know, that disbanded. And then in September of 1994, he appeared in the adult film called John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut. Yeah, he made made a porno. This motherfucker went and made a porno. I, like, my mind's blown. The best one yet is in 96. He went and did another adult film. It's called Franken-Penis. <laughs> like, <laughs> Franken-Penis. <and> <laughs> it's back from the dead. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. So, he got a charge for assault in 1994. Because he struck Christina Elliott, and she was a 21-year-old former exotic dancer that he met while in Las Vegas on a publicity tour. Uh, He was actually convicted of battery, was sentenced to 15 days in jail. And he was quoted, uh, a justice of the peace was quoted saying, I firmly believe you have an attitude problem. Your attitude problem is caused by your drinking. Like, bitch, put down the bottle. Uh, August 10th, 1998, he appeared on World Wrestling Federation, which was WWF then. I think it's WWE now or WE. I'm not sure. Um, He appeared on Monday Night Raw is War television, where he was featured with Val Venus. And if you recall anything about this time period in Val Venus, because the only thing that I remember about Val Venus was that he was a ladies man. And there was this Asian dude who came out with a salami and a sword and looked at him and said, me choppy choppy your PP, which was fucking hilarious, but it fits. (laughs) It fits. So not long after that, he moved to Las Vegas He worked as a bartender, limo driver, mover, pizza delivery driver, tow truck operator, like all kinds of shit. Um, He had a stint serving at a wedding chapel as a minister of a universal life church. And then in 1999, he received probation for his role in in a theft at a store in Nevada. In 2003, he was sentenced to prison for violating that parole, or I'm sorry, that probation for the 1999 theft after he was arrested on battery charges involving his then-wife, Joanna Farrell. He was, again, twice arrested on charges of battery against Farrell in 2004. And that same year, he filed for divorce under the name John W. Farrell, which he had been using during his marriage with her. And then in 2014, he was severely injured when he broke his neck in a vehicle accident in Buffalo, New York. So, Karma finally caught up with him. Like, it doesn't say whether he's paralyzed, but I fucking hope so. Obviously, he has a problem keeping his hands off women. And he also has a problem with his own finances. Because if he's stealing earrings from Miss Lorena and he's stealing from a store, then that motherfucker probably just needs to sit in jail, <clears throat> but I still can't get over Frank penis. Like that's the best, best fucking thing, um, ever. Absolutely. Um, but the good thing about this is, is that this case brought attention to the issue of domestic violence and marital rape, which Apparently, people didn't believe could happen up to this point, really. I mean, they knew it happened, but if you're married, then it's consensual, right? Um, so a bunch of feminist groups rallied around Lorena during this time and said the continuous abuse she sh- suffered at the hands of John had caused her attack, although it was in an unusual and violent manner. So they advocated for her, which is fantastic. Um it obviously sparked a bunch of jokes, which is why I think it's great. Howard Stern had, uh, John Bobbitt come on his show right after he had working penis again in 93. Um, when he was doing his new year's Eve special fundraising to defray the outstanding costs of his surgery, which was $250,000. So, I mean, There apparently were a slew of women who did this after Lorena. I didn't know this part. They called it Bobbit mania, which were a bunch of copycat crimes. And the incidents were usually self-inflicted, which, you know, it is what it is. And the best terms that came out of this are Bobbitized. (laughs) Bobbitized. And, uh, the Bobbit procedure. So, you know, I'm pretty fucking grateful that she decided that this was a good thing to do because it's great. Uh, apparently, there's a docuseries on Amazon. Uh, it came out in 2019. And Jordan Peele produced it, if that tells you anything. Uh, And it interviews both of them and talks about it. And then this year in 2020, um, Lifetime aired. I was Lorena Bobbitt as part of its Ripped from the Headlines feature film. So you can definitely watch things about the Bobbits. And should you ever feel the need to Bobbitize someone, uh, I'm not advocating that you do it. But it is quite humorous to discuss. I mean, maybe they'll think with their head instead of their uh, penis for a change. Be pretty fucking great. And no, I'm not man bashing by any means before somebody thinks that I am. I just find it fucking hilarious. And as a female, as a straight female, I should say, um, sometimes I get mad at the men in my life. Sometimes cutting off their penis might solve some of my problems. I might regret it later. But (laughs) it'd be pretty fucking funny in the moment. I really hope everybody has an amazing Christmas. Even if you're not listening on Christmas, I hope it's fantastic. I hope you have a happy new year. And that you are being safe and supporting each other in whatever way possible, even if you're antisocial like I am. Thank you guys so much for sticking around and listening to these wild tales with me. You can follow us on Instagram at crazycom. Crazy Crimes with Kara and that's Kara with a K. You can also email us at crazycrimeswithkara at gmail.com to share some of your crazy stories, whether that's a story um, about a brush with death or crazy sibling fight or something sweet and kind of silly. We'll read it all and we'd be happy to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed the ride and kept your seatbelt on tight. Stay safe out there and don't forget to find your brand of crazy.